Hello, and welcome to the Quest Church San Diego Sermon Podcast. Our church has a passion to reach people who are far from God, teach them to follow Jesus, and launch them out to serve God in the world. If you're in the San Diego area, we'd love for you to join us for a service. Please visit questsd.com to learn more about us, find out service times, and explore our ministries. If you have any questions, send us an email at info at questsd.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's message. This morning, uh, we'll be looking at the Apostle Peter's character in life. And uh, you see, if you've read any of the Gospels this morning, you see a raw, zealous man uh, who is molded by Christ himself. We'll see this morning that when Christ gives you a new identity, you want to cling to that identity that he gives you, much like Simon Peter desires in his own life. He truly is the embodiment of failure to fearless. Uh, I'd like to open up with when uh, Christ gives him a new name this morning. It's in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 42. You are Simon, son of Jonah. You will be called Cephas, which means Peter or rock. Today we'll look into how Christ turns the possible Peter's failures into a faithful and fearless character that contributes to spreading the gospel and gives us First and Second Peter today. We'll see how being molded by Christ made him into how Peter describes himself in the opening of his second epistle, where he describes himself, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ. It's amazing when you look at the Gospels and see Peter's life because his failures are very apparent all throughout the Gospels. Most of us can probably relate to those failures that he falls trapped to because they're relevant to even our own sinful nature. So this morning, I, I thought about grabbing some tablets and handing them out to all your spouses, husbands, and have them write down all your failures. But I figured we didn't have time for that. So I thought I'd start with a few uh, list of failures that we as men tend to fall susceptible to. Selfishness, anger, being rude, maybe a little domineering, double-minded, anxious, compulsive. The list could probably go on and on. And I don't mean to pick on the men this morning, but I am the men's ministry leader, so I had to give them a hard time this morning. We're, we're all susceptible to these failures, these temptations, this sinful nature. Let's look at, at some of Peter's failures this morning, very similar to those that I just mentioned that even men and women struggle with. We, we spent a couple of weeks ago in our men's Bible study talking about Peter. And the book that we're going through is called 12 Ordinary Men. 
And the author uh, describes the apostle Peter as the apostle with a foot-shaped mouth. Maybe you can relate to that this morning. So Peter's failure to fearless. Simon Peter's failure, one that we can probably all remember or been told, that Peter denies Christ three times. But one thing we may overlook in that, as we look at the scriptures this morning, is that he stays at a close enough distance to Christ, even in his adamant denial. He wants to be near Christ, even in his struggle. Even when he hears the rooster crows. In Mark chapter 14, Peter's confronted three times and he says, I don't know him. I don't know who you're speaking of. And the second time, and the third time. But if we look at Peter's response, is that he breaks down and weeps in that moment. And Luke actually says, chapter 22, uh, that he made eye contact with Christ as he denies him the third time and walks away and weeps. I can't imagine the feeling that he was having at that moment as a man saying just earlier that night, I'll go to you with, into death, but denies him. And even being told that he would deny him still does it. How relevant it is even in our own struggle with sharing the gospel is worrying about what other people think and that struggle that we may offend. But Peter, even earlier that night in his struggle, we find him in the garden with Jesus and he's about to be arrested. And Peter being a pretty zealous guy, surrounded by hundreds of men, with swords, pulls out his sword to cut off Malchus's head, instead misses and cuts his ear off. And Jesus rebukes him at that moment and tells him, those who live by the sword die by the sword. And he heals Malchus's ear. How easy it is to be so zealous and miss the opportunity to look more like Christ. So you see a raw nature in Peter that he wants to protect Christ. He wants to protect his Savior, his Lord. But goes about it the wrong way. And then even earlier that night, Jesus calls him Satan because he tries to stop Jesus from his purpose and his purpose and why he came. His purpose was for salvation, 
for all of us. But Peter didn't understand that at that moment. But he soon will. As I see in Peter, even in my own life, as we look back at some of the failures that we as men tend to, that we can't control the tongue. As James tells us, we should be quick to listen and slow to speak, and the tongue can be set on fire. So even still with Peter, who has walked with Christ for almost three years, can be taken control, his tongue can be taken control by Satan. That's why it's so important for us men, women, children to cling to Christ is that uh, I get the privilege of uh, working next door with my wife and kids ministry and just the importance of planting the word of truth in them. And if we don't do that, not just next door in our homes, if we're not opening it daily, how easily we can trip up much like Peter did. And you would think after Pentecost and after um, uh, what Christ does in Peter that he's not going to make another mistake. But we find him later in uh, the Apostle Paul's letter in Galatians where Paul rebukes Peter Because he didn't want to sit at the table with Gentiles. That even still being filled with the Holy Spirit. We can have our subconscious biases. And we need to be led by the Spirit of God. And how we serve. How we lead. How we love. To truly be the embodiment as Christ says to love one another as I have loved you. Simon Peter definitely has so many more other things that he did as failures and Christ rebuking him and showing him the truth. And we could go on and on about his failures. Just as Somebody else could look at your life and point out all your failures. But I think this morning we can see that even in his failures, Christ loves him and rebukes him and points him in the right direction. So as we continue in our study this morning, we see a, a new Peter has changed when uh, Pentecost happens. Simon Peter is a, begins to live faithfully. But even while walking with Christ, Peter is one of the first to confess Christ. Peter confesses Jesus is the Christ. When Jesus asked his disciples in Matthew 16, he says, who do people say the Son of Man is? Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, 
others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But Peter, the bold man that he is, says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus acknowledges that genuine faith and says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You see a man that is learning from Christ as he begins to change that rawness into a man that would stand up at Pentecost. Peter's the first of the apostles to stand up and share the gospel after the Holy Spirit falls. Just moments earlier, just months earlier, I'm sorry, to the, he shares the gospel to the same people that crucify him. This shows a man that has been changed by the Holy Spirit. The time he had spent with Jesus had truly changed him. If we look in Acts chapter 2 this morning, as he ends, he says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made himself both Lord and Christ and this Jesus whom you crucified. Peter acknowledges what they have done and calls them to repentance. And then you see in the latter part of Acts, the Holy Spirit falls on the church. And people are changed and turned to Christ as he did. He could have lived in his failure of denial but instead lives in the power of the Holy Spirit. We also see a new Peter of compassion. Compassion to heal the lame man that you find in Acts chapter 3. Peter gives the man a new hope again. The man's changed and goes away praising God. Peter tells the man, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The man's changed because of what Jesus does in him. And he goes away leaping and walking and entered the temple, leaping and praising God. Is that there is apparent in all of Scripture is that when you meet Jesus, when you encounter Jesus in your life, something beautiful happens. There's a new joy, there's new hope, there's a sense of awe of God to the point where you can't keep it inside, but you want to walk out. And you want to praise God. You want to leap for joy. 
I think it's interesting this morning, some of the songs that were picked out, is that even when we don't see him working, he's still working. And maybe you could look at what Peter's failures and say, is what's going on here? But even in the failures, Christ is working in him and changing him. So we can be encouraged by that this morning. Peter acknowledges the Lord that Jesus' work is life. When people are arguing and trying to figure out if they want to continue following him, Peter stands up and says, to where will we go? You hold the word of life. You're the Holy One of God. In John chapter 6, Peter answered the Lord after he says, do you want to all go away? Peter answered said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. That confession of faith in him shows a man that went from failure to faithful as Christ is molding and changing him throughout his life. But leading fearless, Peter definitely shows us some fearless life to be led. Peter sees when the disciples are, we see Peter in Matthew chapter 14. The disciples are in a storm and they think there's a ghost out on the water. But immediately, Jesus spoke up and said, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter, while the other disciples are still trying to not die in the storm, and trying to figure out if it's a ghost, he says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Most people would continue reading that and say, well, there's just another failure there, Mike. But I think it's a fearlessness in Peter because he sees Christ. And so you can walk fearlessly on the water when you're looking at Christ. None of the other disciples said, command me. Just Peter. It shows his trust in Christ. Yes, he does start sinking, but I think in that you see a man that has trust in the Lord. We all, like Peter, may doubt. We all, like Peter, may turn our eyes away and get our eyes off on the wrong things.
But when we look back up to the Lord, he's right there with his hands stretched out. Because that's what a loving God does. He's there to help us. Even as Peter's being sifted by Satan himself, Christ is praying for him. I think Peter is a, a great example of someone that truly embodies what it means to be fearless. He's penning the two epistles that we're studying here at Quest in the last month and continue First and Second Peter. And I remember back in First Peter chapter 4, it tells us, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Is that Peter in that moment truly as he even told Christ, said, I'll go to the point of death with you. As he's pinning this letter, is about to experience it. His willingness to suffer and not be surprised by it. We may look at Peter's suffering and say, well, I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to die that way but in Acts chapter 12 you see a man as he is in prison the writer says in chapter, five, chapter 12 verse 5 so Peter was kept in prison but earnestly praying prayed for is that there is a hope in knowing that you have brothers and sisters in Christ praying for you when you're in suffering, when you're in turmoil, is that Peter was encouraged by the church. He was encouraged because he knew, as he tells us, that there's a greater glory that will be revealed And um, Pastor Sherwood kind of gave a spoiler. Uh, if you didn't, if you weren't here last week, he talked about how Peter died. Peter's awaiting death. And Peter is about to be crucified. But asked to be crucified upside down. Because he didn't feel worthy to die. As the Lord did. As, as early historians tell us. You don't find it in scripture. But this does fulfill what Jesus tells him. After that dinner. Of Jesus asking Peter. Those four words. Do you love me? 
He asks him three times. In John chapter 21, we'll read those verses. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, do you know that I love you? He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything, and you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you to where you don't want to go. This was to show what kind of death he was to glorify God with. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Such revealing words of how to look like Christ is that Jesus just tells him, follow me. So let's review Peter's character this morning. A character that's changed by, by what it looks like to follow the Lord. He became humble. He became willing to submit to authority. He became under self-control. He had a servant mentality. Just as he opens his second epistle to us, as we read last week, Simon Peter, a bondservant, an apostle of Jesus Christ. His willingness to suffer. Oh, how he didn't know. But his willingness was there to the end. Showing Christ to those that look just crucified him in Acts. Having a grace for the outcast. I would commend to you this morning, this is a man that is changed by the power and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. As I told you this morning, I do get the privilege of leading our men's uh, ministry and we're going through 12 Ordinary Men. And I thought this quote was a little bit long, but fitting to today's message. So if you'll bear with me as I read it. It's from John MacArthur. Peter's name is mentioned in the gospel more than any other name except Jesus. No one speaks as often as Peter, and no one has spoken to the Lord as often as Peter. 
No disciple is so frequently rebuked by the Lord as Peter. And no disciple ever rebukes the Lord except Peter. No one else confessed Christ more boldly or acknowledged his lordship more explicitly. Yet no other disciple ever verbally denied Christ as forcefully or publicly as Peter did. No one is praised or blessed by Christ the way Peter was. Yet Peter was the only one Christ ever addressed as Satan. The Lord had harsher things to say to Peter than he ever said to any of the others. All of that contributed to making him the leader Christ wanted him to be. God took a common man with an ambivalent, vacillating, impulsive, unsubmissive personality and shaped him into a rock-like leader, the greatest preacher among the apostles in every sense, the dominant figure in the 12, first 12 chapters of Acts where the church was born. So now as uh, we close this morning, I'm going to ask the worship team to make their way towards the front. Maybe ask yourself, as Peter was asked three times, do you love me? If Jesus were to sit down with you at a meal, Would your answer be a resounding yes? And if so, like Peter, we all need our character changed by Christ. But that begins with the acknowledgement that we need a Savior. And that Savior being Him. And then confessing our sins, our failures before the foot of the cross and then asking him to change you men, women, and children into a faithful and fearless servant for Christ by the power of his Holy Spirit that changes even Peter who stood up at Pentecost and the Holy Spirit fell. Thank you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for Peter's life just being poured out for us throughout the Gospels. That we can look at a man that even denied you three times. That can be brought back. Because you are the only one that can change us and make us into the Christ-like nature you desire us to be. I just pray this morning that your truth was heard, that every man, woman, and child that's here this morning would acknowledge they need you.
They need a savior. They need to be saved. We have a world out there that is trying to be saved by so many different things. We have the precious hope of Jesus Christ. Let us be bold as Peter was at Pentecost and stand up for the gospel of truth. Let's live fearlessly. Let us keep our eyes on you as we walk out of these doors. Let it not just be another Sunday, but the day of rejoicing that we will go out leaping for joy as the lame man experienced when he experienced the the power of Christ. It's not Peter's power, but Christ that changed him. So we ask that your Holy Spirit and your power, your glory, change us this morning. And we'll give you the honor for it. We'll give you the glory for all that's done. We want to praise you for what you continue to do here at Quest. And the honor to serve you, Lord, is such a privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Quest Church San Diego Sermon Podcast. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you have any questions about the Bible, need prayer, or recently made a commitment to follow Jesus, we'd love to hear from you. Please visit questsd.com to get connected. You can also send us an email at info at questsd.com to let us know how God is using these messages to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Until next time, we pray you have a blessed week.